art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN. to the bar. Welcome to the Romance Bar. Good evening, Gata. Good evening, Colleen. And welcome to our continu- continuing edition of the Roma- the holiday romance edition of the Romance Bar with, uh, we're continuing with Christmas because, come on, there's a plethora and overabundance of Christmas and Christmas and more Christmas books. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, there's so much. I think I heard, like, Hallmark made like a like a ridiculous amount of like a hundred Christmas movies this year alone, and I'm like, how? I don't. They just they churn them out, and I'm like, oh man, like I don't know how I don't know how they do it. I'm like, I feel you know that they work really really hard really? over at that <laughs> at the Hallmark. I mean, they probably they're probably filming Christmas in I don't know in April. You know what I mean? Like it's it's. It's summer, it's June, and they're filming Christmas movies. So it's really interesting. I mean, to me, I don't associate Christmas with winter and snow because that's not how Christmas was where I'm from. Um, it, you know, it was cold, but it wasn't, there's no snow around Christmas. So um, um, okay. it's different, like the way I, um, I see it. I think I can count... Um... The number of times on my hand, like on my hands, how many times I've actually had a white Christmas. Um, yeah, which is I'm interested to know where the idea of white Christmas came. We need to um, investigate this further. Well, I think climate change is a thing, folks. Um, so I think it is a thing. I think it used to happen more frequently. And well, there's uh, fr- uh, friends of ours who live elsewhere where um, they've been getting snow quite a bit. Um, like 13 to 15 inches of snow and meanwhile I was like oh it was like I was like I'm not gonna tell you what it was on Saturday it was like 60 degrees here yeah it was like it was was nice it was nice but um to those affected by the tornadoes obviously uh yes if as always I think the Red Cross accepts donations if you would like to help those people because that's uh, tornadoes just that's that's the down, but that is the downside to uh, the warmer weather because of that whole thing and science. That things I don't understand whatsoever. <laughs> uh, science was not my forte in school. Um, still isn't my forte. <laughs> Yet I try to bake. Gotta. I I actually made a new recipe. Gotta. Um, this past weekend. Speaking of baking science. Um, it's not gotta friendly. Well, it could be gotta friendly if I didn't add the chocolate on top. And it's uh, vegetarian friendly as well. Uh, actually, vegan friendly because um, it was uh, Paul McCartney's daughter is uh, well because they do, they mostly do meatless Mondays over there. But I think she's uh, her. And her she's sister, vegan. Yes, both her and her sister are uh, famous. Uh, Famously vegan. Uh, so she she's like, I just concocted this recipe in my head. And it really doesn't take long. It takes all of like 20 minutes 
from start to finish because um, you're baking them for 10 minutes, but it's just um, zest and juice of an orange, uh, brown sugar. She used coconut sugar, but she said you could also use white sugar. I did a sugar substitute, so I used, uh, made them diabetic friendly. So uh, it was, so it's like half a cup of sh- half a cup of each sugar and then a half a cup of coconut oil and um, a cup and a half of flour and baking soda and vanilla and you just mixing that all together and then you make them into a ball and you press chocolate on top but I wonder what you could do instead of because ch- she liked the idea of orange and chocolate and because I didn't use vegan chocolate that's why it's not completely my recipe was not completely vegan but I'm like I wonder what you could do as a substitute with what, yeah what would go good with orange for you but would add a different level of sweetness to it I wonder I don't know I'll, maybe I'll have to I'll have to perfect her recipe even more so Gata can have some because, you know, mm-hmm. that's, that's, some, that's usually what I think sometimes when I'm making a chocolate recipe. Especially now that I'm planning my holiday menu and I'm trying to drag Gata to come hang out with us for the holidays. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I have to make things Gata-friendly. What? Oh, wait. I want to make this recipe. Oh, wait, it's chocolate. I, Gata can't have that, so that's not going to be fun. So I endeavor to always keep you in mind with my, my recipes, Gata. I, I try. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I appreciate that very much. And you know I would eat whatever. Like you have bread in your fridge, that would be fine. Cheese, I'm okay. An apple, perfect. Stop it. I, yeah, that's right. Come for the holidays. We're going to gorge ourselves. By the way, here's an apple, Gata. Um, like, really? I mean, that's just, it's not, it's not fair. Uh, I mean, I'd have to doctor up those apples. Somehow, I don't know if Paul Hollywood appro- would approve of the, how I doctored up those apples, but I would try my uh, my hardest to to doctor it up fairly nicely so you can enjoy them, Gata. But, uh, yes. That. So what have you been up to? Have you been baking anything, Gata? No, actually, I have not been baking. I haven't been feeling great. I twisted my ankle a couple of times. It's not even one time. So I twisted my ankle. I tweeted about it. I twisted it again. And I did not tweet about it. Right. So I didn't do anything. My ankle hurt. It was fine. I was like, oh, it's fine. Whatever. I have a high tolerance. If you never met a woman that has a high tolerance for pain, I don't know what you're doing with your life. So we women have high tolerance for pain. So it doesn't really matter. So I didn't like it was fine. Yeah. All of us. Um, at one point in life, it's all of us. Anyway. Yes. Um, so, and then... Studies have that. been done, in case anyone wants to add us. Studies yeah. have actually been done on women and, 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 and of military and pain. aid. Of, yeah, and, and pain. Uh, and they said how often women go see, like, the med... Like the like the, go to the med tent, like in uh, the medics tent in the military. Um, guess who ends up in the medics tent more? Men. Men, just, of just, course, just of course, why. they can't handle anything. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so I twisted it twice, and then ten days ago I twisted it again. So I again I didn't do anything because I was like, oh, it's fine. So on Friday. Last Friday, I'm taking my shoes off. I'm like, oh, my foot hurts, and it's been hurting me. But like, I've it's I've been in such a a weird, blurry, very depressed move, honestly. Because I'm like, oh my god, I can't. But 
but it's it's the winter, it's the change and all of the things. And I usually love this time of year and I don't know what's happening. But anyways, I'm better, guys. So um, <clears throat> uh, my foot was so swollen. I thought something was growing in my foot. Like that, how how huge it was compared to the other one, and so I text um, I text a, f- a friend, a member of my family actually, who's an ER doctor, and she's like, uh, hello, <laughs> you need to wrap it. <laughs> it's like sprained, like really bad. Like don't do anything. Like wrap it, ice it, put it up. Does it hurt? Yes, of course it does. She's like, she didn't even wait for me to answer. She's like, just leave it up. Don't move. Like rest it of course I can't do that so today I went to work without the wrapping and everything and it's swollen again so um yeah yes that's that's basically what I did I didn't do anything I didn't bake I didn't I'm not in the mood for any of that stuff but I will be I will be I'm gonna be off for a couple of days so I have to bake something well I will be baking as part of your Christmas present uh so don't worry you will be shaped goods Worry not. Thank you. And there is no chocolate in it, Gada, I promise. Um, Aw, that's lovely. It's a secret recipe, but, um, yeah, no. Uh, it will be, I gave, uh, I, I, I have given two of these things away, and they've already been raved about. So I gave uh, Doris some comfort. So I said, listen, uh, people are raving about this recipe, so it is going to continue on for yet another generation. I will take up the mantle of making this baked deliciousness for the holidays. So you can rest assured that it will carry on for yet another, um, you know, for another long, long extended period of time. (laughs) Um, And I, you know what I treated myself to, Gata, speaking of when I was making the cookies. So if anyone's watched cooking shows, they always have the scooper. You know, like it looks like an ice cream scooper, but it's like a little bit smaller. And it's yeah. just, I finally treated myself to one of those. Ah, uh, yes. I said, you know, I'm, you know, I see it so often. I said, guess what? I'm caving. I'm getting it. I have a coupon to a certain store that's not a spawn. Um, and I said, I'm getting this thing. And guess what? It does make the difference that all the cooking shows say it does i was just like oh well, but sometimes i mean listen people get your gadgets whatever it is that you do get the gadgets because those will first yeah. of all make you happy and second of all make it easier there is a reason why these gadgets exist exactly. sometimes <laughs> not all of them are like you're like i don't understand why though i would say the the cookie scooper absolutely especially if you want to try to do more uniform you know mm-hmm. amount of cookies like it's a because I've made cookie recipes where it says, oh, this yields like 32 cookies. And I'm like, why do I have 16? Oh, because I'm making big ass cookies. Um, so that's why. But this one, I was like, oh, it makes the amount that it's supposed to make. And that I said, oh, it called for, it said 16 cookies. And guess what? I got 16 cookies. And I said, this cookie scooper thing makes a huge difference here. And you can also use it to, if you want to do uh, meatballs, like do like smaller meatballs, like Swedish meatballs. You could use the same. I saw um, another woman using it for the same thing. I was like, oh, that makes life so much easier. And I say multi-purpose, really not one purpose. And the baking mats in lieu of parchment paper. Those oh yes, yeah. Well, I mean, they're more environmentally friendly, and they also will save you so much money. Okay. 
later. Yeah, they do. Like sometimes I feel like we um, don't think of like, okay, I'm paying like, I don't know, $15 for this. But if you're paying for parchment paper, the same amount of money, right? one will last you and you don't have to replace it for a very long time. And what will be over in a couple of weeks and you have to pay that $15 again. So it's like, you know, sometimes we don't think logically about our purchases, I should say. Yeah. Well, and also I must say if for those of you that have a dishwasher, even if you don't, the amount of scrubbing that you have to do on these things versus like scrubbing on the pan, this makes life so much easier. I'm like, oh good, the pan can go away and this takes up less space when you don't have a lot of space to, um, you know, work with. So I was like, oh, and they are dishwasher friendly. So I was like, oh, this is beautiful. I was like, make my life so much easier. I'm like, why did I never invest in these things to begin with? And again, I think I got them because I had a coupon. That's the best time to try things is when you have a coupon because then you're like, okay, I'm going to actually give it a whirl and guess what? It's worth it and then you end up getting more. Um, Yeah. But yes, but the baking extravaganza will continue because it's the holidays and what better do than give out baked goods to the people that you love. And if you can't bake, guess what? Go find a very good, you know, go to a, you can go to a grocery store or if you have a bakery near you, support a local business and bring baked goods. No one's really going to turn them down. I really don't. No, everyone loves everything. Uh, for a majority. I love food. People love food, guys. It's People true. love food. Food is comforting. Um, as And, of course, this book actually does mention uh, some food. But uh, let's, let's see what uh, John thinks of tonight's title. H- Hubby? Yes. Hello. Hi. <laughs> What's up? Did you enjoy the, the cookie concoction that I made the other day? Which one? You have to be more specific. There were a lot of delicious cookies. The the most recent ones with the chocolate on top. Oh, the chocolate part stunk. Because it was dark chocolate. Because it was the dark chocolate. I don't think it complimented as well. I will try uh, more look chocolate at me, next Look time. at me sounding like Paul Hollywood all of a sudden. Yes, okay. <laughs> they were approved. <laughs> that's they his favorite approved. phrase now. Underproved. Yeah, that's his favorite thing now. Underproved. Underproved. Uh, no, but they were very tasty. I'm glad. I did get the Paul Hollywood glare from Doris Day, though. That, that was not, that was not a pleasant experience. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrapping something incorrectly, and I got the, the Hollywood glare, but the Doris Day glare. Mm. It's about the same level. Well. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. It is the same I, thing. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. I, I love my, I, let me just say, I love my mother dearly. It's just, you, you just know. I, I had to text my sister and be like, okay, mom gave me the look. <laughs> and she goes, I know that look. <laughs> I know that look. We all know I know that, that look. look. Yeah, Excuse all... me. I know that look. And I am not, like, <laughs> I, I, I'm not in your house as much. I know that look. <laughs> I, I hate to say this, and Colleen will probably get up and beat me up, but Colleen tends to get that look once in a blue moon. Uh, Colleen gives that look, John. I already know. I just didn't want to tell her. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I, I just, know, you know, know, sorry know. to tell you, Colleen. I'm know, sorry to tell you, but... Listen, I've, I've already uh, had the moment of, oh, my God, I have turned into my mother. I have, <laughs> This is the moment that I have morphed you into You have become mother. that, which you... 
No, I'm like, I already know what happened. Listen, guys. Now, I don't mean this in... I don't want it to come off in the, the bad way. You say, oh, I'm never going to become my parents. Everybody becomes a certain version, whether it's the look, mannerism, or the thing that you say. It happens. and it's not, Don't look at it as a bad thing. It just, just embrace it and make it your own. But I will try to un-Paul Paul Hollywood glare myself <laughs> as best I can. <laughs> I promise. All right, maybe I shouldn't make that kind of promises. Uh, Gotta, you want to <laughs> tell the tonight's title? Absolutely. The title for tonight is The Geek Who Saved Christmas. Wow. That's a lot to unpack. The Geek Who Saves Christmas. Which geek? Could be any geek. It's the geek who saved Christmas. Elon Musk? No. Or, or no, <clears throat> Jeff Bezos and his giant phallic spaceship. No. No? No. No. Because um, Amazon. No. 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 Non-spawn. Non-spawn. Um, so it's a low-level geek who saves Christmas and and he does it for, or he or she does it for the love of a significant other. Uh, oh, that's not bad. That's, that's not... kind of on the point, yes. There you go. Very good. Elon Musk. No. 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 No, he thank you. He doesn't do it for Grimes. No. Oh, no. I guess no. No. <laughs> and, um, it, he, no. And he's not doing it for Harambe either. So, no. no. I forgot about Harambe. <laughs> I always forget about Harambe. Go listen to the song and drink some coffee. No, thank you. But I will drink some coffee. Colleen, so we're back and we are better than ever with the Romance Bar. We are new and improved with a sponsor now, Gaga. A sponsor? Tell <laughs> me more. <laughs> Why, thank you, Price is Right, Gaga. I appreciate you <laughs> so much. We have the sponsor called Gamer Grind Coffee uh, that is actually sponsoring the ACPN network who brings you the romance bar. Oh, uh, this is awesome. Awesome. Yay, yay for coffee sponsoring us. Us having a coffee as our first sponsor is so apropos considering how much coffee fuels this podcast. The names that Gamer Grind came up with are uh, priceless for their 12 blends. And what I think is unique with their 12 blends, the one that I'm currently drinking is called Rage Mode. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> I know. The, the husband picked it out. He got a medium roast, which I was just like, my body was in shock because I'm like, I'm not used to medium roast coffee anymore. But the bright side with Gamer Grind, if I want to order Rage Mode again, I can upgrade it to a dark roast. And you can pick if you want to have it whole bean or if you want to have it finely ground ready for your coffee pot so you don't have to grind it yourself, which I think is pretty cool because, you know, most blends, like if you go to certain places, oh, only this blend is available and it's only a dark only a dark roast, whereas this one you can customize and you still think the name is cool. Uh, but they were so kind to sponsor us, the Romance Bar, and they were generous enough to give us a, a discount code. What is that discount code, Gata? It's ACPN at checkout. So when you purchase all the coffee your heart's desire, just make sure you're doing 
ACPN at checkout to get the 5% off. And yes, it is only 5%, but you know what? You're saving so much money um, on shipping and handling, and you're getting great, amazing tasting coffee. Which I'm drinking right now. I am very envious of you. <laughs> I drank my coffee for the day, and I cannot wait for my order to come in, yeah. Just remember to go to gamergrind.co and use ACPN at checkout to get your 5% off your first order. And also follow them on Instagram, gamersgrindco, um, and see their amazing uh, products. They have other uh, products as well that goes with their coffee. Um, check them out and let us know what you think. Thank you, Gamers Grind. Thank you. All right. So uh, tonight, tonight's uh, pick was, well, we both had a great, well, Gotti, you have read uh, Annabeth Albert before. Yes, I have. I have read Annabeth Albert before. I've read a couple of her books, but the most um, beloved series that I've read, book one, and I'm planning on reading book two in the break. Um, and by the break, I mean the, you know, my work break. <laughs> I have a whole my list work of break. Books. Yeah. Yeah, I have a whole list of things because you know i can only watch so many times oh my Um, god i think i've watched it like three times already and it's not christmas and i usually watch it on christmas day even though i don't celebrate christmas it's a weird thing but whatever listen we all have our things it's fine like because i used to watch it when i was a child that's when i used to watch it christmas day is off where i'm from and we used to watch Home Alone 1, Home Alone 2, all the Christmas movies used to come up like that three-day, because it's a three-day holiday. I don't know why you guys are off for one day, but it's a three-day holiday. And, um, you know, that's all that you watch on TV, and I used to love it. Um, Home Alone is one of my favorite, favorite, favorite movies. Well, and it was my favorite story of the anthology that we picked last year, um, was, you know, a spoof of Home Alone that I love so much, but... Um, but I feel there's a certain channel that that's all they're showing. And I'm like, there's other Christmas specials, like ones that I grew up watching that they're not showing, but they're going to play Home Alone to exhaustion. I'm like, I don't, I don't understand it. But anyway, so, uh, so yes, you're going to, so I actually have the other book that she wrote because she wrote Conventionally Yours, correct? Yes, which is the book that I read, which is the book that I love. I love that story. It's such, it's so sweet and beautiful. And just, I love the way she writes these characters, which is why I was so excited when you suggested this title, because I was like, oh my God, I love her. So yes. You know what? Uh, I think I'm going to say it on the pod. You know what I think we should do, Gata? I think we should each dedicate an episode, uh, the top 10 books that we did not cover on the pod that we read independently and do it. Oh my God, Yes. Yes. I think, because, yes, believe it or not, we do read books outside of the pod. Um, although, my, I already know one of my top tens that we did cover on the pod of of the year. But we'll save that for, uh, maybe we'll do an episode. We'll, we'll splurge. But, yes, this is the first. Maybe we'll do two. <gasps> yeah, you do. You know, And that we'll way we'll your, have more. You do your. We'll episode. have more. We'll do. Goddess you know, we'll have ten. more. <laughs> We'll do God's top 10 and then my top 10 and then there. Okay. Yeah, we could do that. Definitely. 
I think that's a... There we go. More, more to come, folks. Um, but yes, this is the first book that I've read by this author, and I will read the, the synopsis. It's a little long. Forgive me, guys. So this is a male-male romance. So, because, you know, equal opportunity. That's what we're all about here. So uh, it's called The Geek Who Saved Christmas by Annabeth Albert. His grumpy neighbor needs some holiday sunshine. Gideon Holiday, how on the nose is that, is the perfect neighbor. Need a cup of sugar, uh, spare folding chair, extra batteries. He always, He's always ready to help. And he's waited for years for his hot, grumpy, silver fox neighbor, Paul, to need him for anything. But this December, Gideon would be happy if it could just if he could just get Scrooge like Paul on board with the neighborhood holiday lights fundraiser. Paul Frost, he is a little frosty, uh, not, mm-hmm. not just his hair either, uh, has no intention of decking his halls or blazing any Yule logs, even if his spunky bow tie clad neighbor does look the perf- perfect for unwrapping. Paul would prefer to hide away until December is done, but when his beloved younger brother announces an unexpected visit, Paul needs to needs all the trimmings for a festive homecoming and fast. Luckily, Gideon is there with a color-coded plan to save Christmas. Soon Paul's hanging lights, trimming trees, and rolling out, rolling out cookies, and steaming up his new flannel sheets with Gideon. How did that happen? I t- It'll take some winter magic to preserve their happiness and keep their rival na- neighbors together longer than one holiday season. Uh, yeah, no, there's no trick. Yes, um... Oh, The Geek Who Saved Christmas is a long-angst male-male holiday romance with a guaranteed happy ending. Um, spoiler alert! Uh, but yes, what what are your thoughts on the book, Gabba? Since you've read the author book. I, okay, I thought it was really... It's a, I loved... One of the things that I loved about it is that they're over a certain age. Yes. They're not youngsters, right? Nope. I love that they're older. And and I think it's just, um, it's nice to, because most of the time when you read um, some books, if they're over the age of 30, their life has ended. Yep. And that's it. They're done for. And I don't like that. I think people, um, as proven by everyone around us, people, um, life and they you know your life sometimes starts at 30 and at 35 and at 40 and some people change careers older in life and start whole new different passions and discover themselves you know later in life which is what happens now because of the way our life is the economy the the social things that are you know like society as a general is changing in that way um, and I love the fact that they're both over 40, they're established, kind of established in their businesses and their lives, but they're still not like they're there, but they're not there. Um, they're not all figuring, like they haven't figured their life out. And I love that because that's the true example of what goes around here. As much as I would love to believe that everyone that, um, that, may look on the outside that they have their life figured out. I really don't think they are because you'll discover and they'll discover that, Hey, I wanted something more and I think I could do something different and they'll change their careers. They'll change their style. They'll change something about their life to make it more to what they really want it to be. So I, 
that's like one of the best things about the book, right? Yes, I agree. I, 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 well, I said when I first started this book, I was like, wait a minute, they're both over 40. 40, yeah. And I said, that's great. I said, because it's, we've had so few of those. And I know I've, and there's only one other story that I recalled when I was uh, talking to Gata off the pod that where the, the, it was a male female romance that they were both over a certain age. And I was just like, why are there not more of these? Because I'm just like, great. Like, I mean, there's, I mean, we've definitely read where they're younger or like, oh my God, she's just turning 29 or, oh my God, she's going to be 30. And like, and of course, you know, like that's what the historical romance is. Or we've read the ones where the guy is like, the one guy is older and the other guy is younger. We've read those. Um, Not that there's anything wrong with it but i like that they're both of a certain age and for um gideon he was married to a woman and then he got divorced because they both came out and so she's married uh to a woman and they have uh you know kids and you know you know now so it's i think it's part of like his second life of rediscovering who yeah himself he was because he, he was like oh yeah i thought i was this but I'm not. And whereas um, Paul Paul had to kind of keep it under wraps for all different reasons because um, his parents, his, his baby brother is like baby brother. Like there's a significant age gap, but like he wanted to keep it under wraps because um, he was the one put in charge of raising him. You know, he was the one left to uh, raise his baby brother after his parents died. So it's like, he didn't. He couldn't have the um, quote unquote like social life that he would like. I think he what gay or gay or straight. He would have had. He couldn't. Life. Yeah, he had. Uh, he grew up very young. He had uh, responsibilities so young that it didn't allow him the you know the other freedom that other kids who don't have that kind of responsibility did. He couldn't socialize, he didn't go out as much. He had a, he was a father at a very young age or acting as a father at a, as a very young age for his younger brother. Which brings me to that relationship which is like I don't like I think what Paul did for Brandon is like it's the optimum of like what brotherhood is and it's so beautiful and it's just it's it's not rare because there are a lot of people that do this to their family like they sacrifice something to keep their family together Mm-hmm. It is rare to hear about it. We don't hear a lot of about it. I think people, um, we hear more of negative stories in general in life than we do positive stories like these. I know of a lot of people that, you know, for some reason or the other, they are responsible for their sibling and they're doing the best they can and they took care of them. It's just a lovely, um, and it's a great thing. It really is. I mean, you stack sacrifice so much but you get back so much and it's clear from the way Brandon cherishes that relationship with his brother and you know even though they like they live on separate coasts there is still that closeness that when they pick up the phone they can talk and you know talk and talk and talk about so many things that it's like they were Right. It, it's like this conversation doesn't end with a bye. It's always going. It's a constant conversation that they have. Um, 
I love that relationship too. And, <clears throat> and like, I think, so now Gideon, he's all about like the little things. So now like, so there was a fire, so, uh, uh, not a lot of their parents' things were saved. So, like, everything that Paul has is basically in a box in an attic somewhere. And Gideon's like, oh, we're going to use every bit of this. And he's like, what are you talking... Like, this doesn't really have... Like, this doesn't have value. And he goes, but Brandon's going to remember it. Like, and, you know, um, it, 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 it hit... It struck a chord with me because when he's pulling out all these things and Brandon's like, oh, you saved all of this, like all my popsicle art. So um, my parents, they had moved. So their stuff is like in two different states. So when they're digging, they were trying to find their nativity. And the nativity that they find is one that I had made in Girl Scouts when I was seven years old. And that's the only one that they had for like a couple of days. And I was like, that thing is still holding together, but it has like such, like, did it cost anything? No, but the sentimental value of it is so extraordinarily high. And like what I was saying with the recipe earlier, it's, it's the, those memories of like, that's really what the holiday is about. Like you could spend all, like Gideon um, helps him find like inexpensive stuff so he can pull this off, like, so he's not, like, you know, spending an exorbitant amount of money, because he's, like, it's more about the memory of it, you don't need to spend so much money to have, you know, that, that same effect, like, you can, like, it's just about, you know, the memory that's going to get created, or the memories that were had, like, that's really what Christmas is, and that, and the minute um, Brandon sees all these things, all of those memories come back, and it's, like, that, that warm, fuzzy feeling of what you mm-hmm. know, like and it's like that whole like okay so watching the Grinch he's like oh it doesn't come from a store and doesn't come from like it's like all of those things of like what Christmas is like what Christmas is supposed to be like is kind of all there and plus this this budding romance now um again I did appreciate so it I think also the uh it can easily be said so like they both have these opinions of each other as neighbors. Like Paul, like mm-hmm. he thinks like, oh, Gideon's like all, you know, you know, he, he doesn't think like, oh, Gideon is going to be by himself on Christmas day. Like he's got like tons of places to be cause he's, you know, Mr. Popular and like, no, Gideon is sitting home alone on Christmas because everybody else has like, you know, been, paired off and it's like oh Gideon is not who I thought he was or Paul isn't who I thought he was which that's always a fun part of the romance story I I don't know about if, if you agree with me Gata I I really think Gideon had a thing for Paul right he really wanted to meet him he really wanted to to draw him out because he's very um the thing about the neighborhood that I loved by the way I love the whatsapp chat that's oh, that's yeah. awesome yes Awesome. So the whole neighborhood has a WhatsApp chat channel, right? And they are very, you know, hey, no one parks. We have a delivery today. Just be out. There's some weird stuff happening. Like, it's really cute because it makes you feel the whole neighborhood is like a little family. It's like Mm -hmm. a little, you know, connection. Paul was not part of it because Paul kept to himself. And Gideon, because he's so outgoing and very into the holidays and very into, you know, activities and things to do, he has to have something planned or planning something all the time. 
he really wanted one he was really into paul because paul was a man over 40 and he's like they don't come you know um often enough and they really don't but um (laughs) and it's like they really don't and he really wanted to meet him and know him and get him more involved so the minute he had the minute he had an opening he went for it and and that's all he needed. He needed just a chance to talk to him, to plan something with him. And then Paul himself couldn't stop, like, not being around Gideon because he's, he's such a great personality. Like, you know, he's very happy all the time, but also you can see he has a much deeper connection to things. He had... Um, a wife and they broke up and he thought he had a family with her but like things are changing slowly because you know she has now another life with her wife and her kids and um it just you know like going to the story more you get to know that you know the facade that we put out to other people doesn't is nothing compared to what we what goes behind closed doors right. and Gideon and Paul basically discover something each other they start out as really good friends and confidants for each other and by force or by you know by convenience whatever the case may be but it really allows them to open up to each other and basically have this therapy session of fixing Paul's house for his brother. His brother is coming to visit and he wants everything perfect because his brother is planning to propose to his long-term girlfriend. But that allowed Gideon and Paul to know each other and discuss things deeply as uh, Gideon helped Paul furnish his home. Why don't you have this? Why don't you have this? Why are your memories in a box? What happened? And the same thing for Gideon. Paul would, like, you know, talk to Gideon and discover uh, why why is he not going anywhere for the holiday? Where is his family? Who is his family? Why does he live on this neighborhood? And you discover all these little things about them both, and you see why they're connecting together. So it's just, it's so, like, it's, it's, it was so like deep and emotional, like for for a hallmarky, if you want, between quotation um, kind of story. It was so much more. Like I would love to see this played out um, because it would be so good and so much deeper than just a stupid, like not stupid. I think we all love Hallmark movies um, from a Netflix. Yeah, Netflix. (laughs) Netflix do get on it for real. So I really enjoyed that a a lot. There's so much. Like I think what got me was the depth of the story itself, Mm. Um, with the cheerness and you know because it is around the holidays and it is around family and it's around being with your family and being with your loved one and finding out who is your family, who are your loved ones, right? Like that kind of question. So yeah. And I think also the, because it's so short, it's only 266 pages and it is. Yeah. Like it's so packed. It's packed with emotions, which is why, like I was telling Colleen, like we were supposed to record yesterday and I had a really bad migraine for the last couple of days. And I was like, I I don't want to do it because I'm not really in the right um, state of mind. I want to give this book. It's, you know, it's, it's due because it's such a great book. I don't want to be like, yeah, 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 it's great. I want to talk about it. And she's like, yeah, you're right. No, well, cause I think that's the thing. Like when we both know that we really enjoyed a book, we're like, no, we want to, we want to give it its due. And I think also, 
Um, yes, it's only available on uh, Kindle. As of when this episode uh, comes out, uh, the audiobook will also be available through um, Audible. So if anyone wants to listen to it, you can get it through there as well. Um, but I think sometimes when stories are so short, for me, I'm like, okay, is this storyline really plausible? Like, could I see it happening? Like, in a, you know, like in, in a real life. And, like, I understand that there's a certain, like, suspension of, like, disbelief when it certain happens. But it's just, like, I can't, like, I don't buy what it's, what, you know, what certain things are selling me. And I'm like, mm, this is good, but it, it's like, I don't, I can't actually see it happening. This I could see. And like, you could see how they connected as fast as they did. And like, it wasn't, and it was, and like, you could see that they're both genuine in their, their feelings. And like, you can understand where, the certain hangups that ha- like you know the the hangups that do happen like you could see where it's coming from and just you know like uh but like them talking it out you know like it it happens in our, in my brain of like or like I can see the times like the time span makes sense like it's not like oh it's not this crazy thing um i can see the ha- like how their relationship evolved in the amount of time that it was, you know, like, that it was supposed to, because it starts, like, it's really starts, like, a couple of days before Thanksgiving, and then, you know, le- you know, leading up to Christmas, so you could see that, that happening, and I, I also find it funny, okay, so, uh, Paul, yeah. a dog named Jim, uh, oh my god, can I tell you, love Jim, love Jim, and it's not a he, no, it is not, uh, it's a she. Her she, name is Jim, and I love it. I and 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 Gideon has a cat. Gideon yeah. has a cat. So Jim and Butterscotch are gonna be best friends. I know. I loved it, and I was just like, I think it's so funny. Of like, so now, like, because Paul's like, oh, he has a cat, and and you know, like he likes things like prim and proper, like thinking like he's like, oh, he's a cat person, so therefore, like he everything has to like he's. Like, in the sense of, like, oh, he's out of my league. I'm a dog person. Like, we're never going to get along. And, you know, whereas Gideon's like, oh, it figures. Like, I attract, like, I think this cat, you know, needed me in its life. And he's like, yeah, I just need to fill its food bowl and it's fine. Like, I don't, it doesn't need me in its life. I think for anyone that ever had, like, let me tell you something. You don't keep a cat. A cat keeps you. I, I, as you all know, I recently adopted a cat. And let me tell you, at first she's like, I was so worried. She's not eating. She's worrying. And now she kicks me off of my bed and takes over. Like, it's like, whatever. I work for her. If I don't feed her at certain time, like, n- no. It's cats are, are, they are not an indication of how prim and proper we are. Because we cannot be prim and proper. They are prim and proper. We are not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you, uh, the uh, dogs equally get spoiled rotten. Um, spoiled to the core of just like, you know, but and they will let you know when you're, you throw off their routine. Let me tell you, that will, that will happen. Because when I, when I dog sit, yes, I am very well aware of what happens when, you know, the dog is off her her routine and she does not like a thing um whatsoever she will let you know um and she's and you get we call we call it the death stare 
Because she's like, okay, oh yeah, it's the staring contest that you think you're gonna win, and you're like, nope, you're you're not gonna win this. She's gonna win every single time, and it's like, yep, the they are spoiled, spoiled, rotten, and I don't think Gata, you and I would have it any other way. Um, no, hundred percent no. And uh, Jim, the dog in the book, is equally as spoiled because uh, doesn't someone send her like a tracksuit? Yep. For Christmas. So she has outfits, um, <laughs> of which I adore. Um, and she's got beds all over the place in his, in, in the house. Uh, so I was like, yep, that, that sounds about accurate. So whenever you're getting a pet, you think, oh no, they're only going to be designated to this space. You say that now. It, they, <laughs> they end up taking over the whole space, whether you like it or not. Um, but that's why you get them. Or that's why you should be getting them. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking, now, I know you don't celebrate Christmas, but uh, will, will she be getting Christmas treats? Uh, yeah, she will. <laughs> um, uh, I'm buying her. I'm buying her for Christmas because, you know, she's from America. She celebrates Christmas. Um, I think I'm buying her a, um, a tree, a a cat condo, a cat tree. I'm not sure yet. We'll see. One or the other. Um, she needs. She needs to climb things. She loves climbing things. Uh, well, there there is an overabundance of dog treats, but it has to be very specific. We're like, oh yes, let's get this. Oh no, let's get these things. Um, uh, Doris and I should not be let loose in Petco. Let's just leave it at that. Um, I don't go to Petco. Well, okay, non spawn, but we, it that's this that's where we happened to be because it was like mm-hmm. right next door. To okay, where we were, that's why we were there, and we're like, oh yeah, let's get these treats. Oh no, these treats, and they happen to sell these um these calming treats as well, which are uh good. Well, since my parents had moved, so therefore th- there was a little bit of anxiety with the move for the dog. Yes, mm-hmm. if you don't think animals feel feelings. You're wrong. Um, yeah, so therefore it's just t- to help her ease, like, when she gets a little a little anxious about things because then she chews her bed, and that's not a good thing. So, um, and they happen to, to carry them. That's why we were there. But, yeah, yeah. Oh, let's get this. Oh, let's get this. Oh, look at this cute little outfit. And, no, we, 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 sh- we're not, we shouldn't be allowed to go there by ourselves. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, dad begrudgingly puts on her sweater when it's cold. But I was like, if she didn't like the sweater, she would fight you when you had to go put it on. If, like, animals will let you know when they don't like a thing. They will. They will be very much, nope, nope. They will turn their head and they won't touch it. (laughs) Or they will fight you. Claws and all, I feel. But But she embraces a coat. She likes a coat. She likes a coat. She likes a blanket. She will fall asleep on blankets that I am working on with zero problem. Well, um, animals love coziness. They are fiercely independent, but they love coziness. So I think wherever they find a blanket or a coat, whatever, you know, they'll drop down and take over. And this is my place now. So, you know. That's true. yeah, so did Jim. Jim did that, too. Yeah, but Jim knew when to leave the room when um, not safe work things were happening. Jim is very well behaved. Yes. Um, but yes, there are definitely bits that are not safe for work. 
just no, but it's really it's 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 a tasteful Nazi for work. Oh, so very tasteful and beautiful, like really, really, like sometimes I think intimacy is appropriate and beautiful. Yes. Um, it's not. It's not. What is it? It's not crude. No. It's not. Yeah, and in between them, it's it's really, really like it just. It's beautifully done. So appropriate for the 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 tone of the book, the tone of the story. It, just very appropriate. I really enjoyed the book, and I hope that you guys read it and really enjoyed it as well. And or if you want to, like I said, if you want to listen to it as of this recording, the audiobook should be. Uh, available. Um, I hope that maybe down the road it will be available in some library formats. I know they have to like, there's a certain time span that I think you have to wait before they're available in the library. Um, yeah. But if you have Kindle Unlimited, it is available for free with the Kindle Unlimited um, subscription. So if you want to, I would definitely recommend it. And like we said, it's fairly short, so um, you can, you know, get through real Real fast, uh, in between baking or wrapping extravaganzas like I was doing. Uh, so, but uh, now, gotta next week. What is Christmas without uh, a Christmas anthology? Let's be real. Um, but actually, <laughs> but just not not just any Christmas anthology. One we got very excited about with uh, an author that we have discussed earlier in the year, Miss uh, Alexis Daria. Uh, yes, is part of I. Uh, it has just come out as of uh, last week, uh, so we were giving people a little bit of time in case they got it. Uh, it's called Amour. Actually, wait, I can't say. I was trying to roll my R, and I never can. But it's called Amour. It's Amore. Thank you, Amour. Actually, uh, Amour. Actually, um, and the authors are Adriana Herrera, Alexis Daria. Uh, Diana Munez Stewart, Mia Sosa, uh, Pris- Priscilla Oliveras, Sabrina Sol, and Zoe Castile. I hope I said all your names correctly. I really do. Um, we can but by it, next week. <laughs> but they really, um, I'm very excited to read this. 100%. I am too. Again, uh, because we, you don't want to, we want to have. It's good to have an equal amount of uh, representation and yeah. just out there something different learn- and learning different things of how different, especially how people celebrate this one, different people celebrate this holiday because there's, everybody has their own traditions and that's the fun of finding it out um, or it is what you make it as we've been saying. But until then, good night, Gata. Good night, Colleen. Please follow us at The Romance Bar on Instagram and Twitter. And you can also email us at theromancebar at gmail.com. You can also contribute to us at Patreon slash ACPN. Thank you. We love you.